Welcome to track number three of Others. Seven things you must know about others. Others exist. Amen? You see, you must know about the existence of others. When you know about the existence of others, it helps you to start to think about them. You understand? Yeah. And so one of the things you must do as a Christian is to know that others exist. And when you travel, you find out that others exist. Is that not so? When you read, you find out that others exist. But when you have a very closed world, do you understand? Then you don't know. Recently I saw them interviewing a guy on uh, I saw them interviewing somebody on uh, uh, TBN. The guy was paralyzed and so on. And he was, they were asking, you know, is it possible for him to be thankful in such a condition? And the guy said, oh yeah. So they asked, what are you thankful for? So I'm thankful for health. I'm thankful for life. I'm thankful for the blessings of the Lord. I'm thankful there are many people whose situation is worse than mine. Somebody who is paralyzed in a wheelchair from his neck downwards. It's because we don't know about the existence of other wilder problems than your problems. Like somebody who was complaining about her shoes until she met somebody without feet. And then she's never complained about the shoes again. Do you understand? Yeah. Are you listening? Yeah. So I think that ignorance is one of the reasons why we never think about others. So you must know about the existence of others. Now, I, 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 I meet sometimes some American pastors. They have never been to Africa. All that they see about Africa is CNN showing Sudan with orphans, Somalia killing, this, that. So, the mind is that there is nothing you know, and I think that Christians must travel. And I want to say to all of you here that as part of your Christian development, uh, I want you to travel. Make it your goal to travel. Traveling educates you. Traveling del- delivers you of delusions that you get by staying in one place and getting a warped understanding of what life is about. Do you understand? You see, like some of the things that I tell you, when I, since I came, I've told you about you enter the lower class. You stay in the lower classes. It's because I travel. I can see, I can see. I know people who are far happier than you with less than what you have. I can take you to Kumasi in Ghana and I'll show you how people are happy there. How they live a better life, an easier life than your life. They are more fulfilled. They are more successful. They have far less than you. But you don't know. Because the only reason why you would travel is maybe for a funeral or an emergency. And when you travel for a funeral, you, you, your mind is never clear. Because it's a very emotional time and you are just spending money and getting angry with relatives <laughs> who are just out to 
siphon out your money because they think you've come from abroad and you have money and all kinds of things. Do you see? So, but were you to travel a little, do you see? You will find your mind changing. And that is why sometimes you find that people come from homecoming, they come back, they are different. And sometimes you find that, like you say, okay, I, I sometimes travel, so come along with me, let's go here, let's go. I mean, like going to South America. I would never have known about the existence of the people in South America if I had not been there. So, you, you must decide to travel in this life so that God can open your spirit to even more information. You, you, you even see, you, you know things. You know how pitiful pe- people are. You meet other people in the ministry. You meet others, like the, the people that I was talking. Yesterday at this time, I was, I was with, uh, I was preaching actually by this time. Oh no, I was even sitting down with chatting. And these people were telling me, these are white people, how I came here 22 years ago. Because I believe God was, God had a word for me. Go to Germany. I came here not knowing anybody. And then my husband also came not because God also told him to come. And they met. First week they met. Second week they were friends. Third week, fourth week they were married. And have been married since then. Huh? It's worked. And through that, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of Germans and people. That's the church that Rick Joyner goes to when, he's, when he goes to Cologne, Germany. Yeah. If you read his book, Shadow of Things to Come, you see this pastor's name there. So many things he talks about Cologne. Cologne is a, is a gate of hell. He says that Cologne is a gate of hell through which, that's where Karl Marx first published his manifesto and uh, the crusades and so many other things come from Cologne do you see are some people on the way are they lost (laughs) this place you can easily be lost (laughs) ah okay huh Okay. Are you there? Are you listening? So, traveling. In fact, I'm giving you a, a, a very important key for your life. Travel. Don't think you are wasting money. Travel and see and, edu- and learn. Do you see? Because $1,000 worth of information can give you more wisdom than you can buy by reading $1,000 worth of books. I decided to go to Korea. And I came to see the existence of Koreans. And I learned so much. A large part of my ministry is blessed by having been to Korea. Do you see? Having gone to South America. Having gone to South Africa having gone to Kenya it has opened my spirit I now know about others do you see it helps me to see if you see Pastor Obi in uh, Kenya he's a hundred times better off than he was here but you will never know and that's not the reason why he went there but he is better off 
But you don't know. You see, far. You may think the person is sacrificing. You are the one who is suffering here. It's a fact. It's a fact. So it even becomes difficult for you to take good decisions because you don't know much. You don't know about others. Do you see? When I when I when I remember I remember when I went to Malaysia, and I thought, oh, what am I going to do? These people, how do I preach to them? They are just like all of us. Everywhere is the same. You will find out that human beings are human beings. That's why I can go to preach loyalty and disloyalty. White people. I was there yesterday preaching. They asked me specifically to preach about loyalty and disloyalty. They have bought the book. They have translated it into German. They have bought bought over 70 of the books, given to all their leaders. The pastor has taught from it. A white man. That is why they invited me. They said, who sent this book to us? We don't know who, who it is. But when they raise up everything that we've been teaching, call him, find it, find out about him, find him, find him, where is he? Call him and invite him. <laughs> That's how come I went there. And when you go, you will see. And I learned so many things by going there. You may think that you know, but then you get to know about others. And other things that God is doing. Other revelations, wisdom, how to live, how to prosper. So many things. People are surprised. They live in one world. That's what that's a, that is the unfortunate thing about Amer- many Americans. Even Ghanaian Americans. They don't travel because everything is in America. So they don't know anything about anywhere. And that is why many churches are earning millions and millions of dollars and they don't do anything for anybody anymore. I tell you, their church has never been richer than it is today. And yet, we are rather moving from tent to tent to see how we can personally add more money to our leprous lives. <clears throat> I was in uh, Seattle and the man as I was passing, the pastor said, see this guy? I said, yeah. He said, let's go. He gave Pastor one million dollars last month. They just give like that one million. It's nothing. They are multi, multi millionaires. Huh? And yet, no, there's not even one missionary in even Africa or South America. Nothing. Huh? I was in Los Angeles. Big church with film stars. People who give five million dollars, I mean, as their gift to the church. Do you know what the missions director told me after I finished preaching? He said, I feel so ashamed when you were talking because we don't have even one long-term missionary. We don't have even one. There's nothing like that. But you see, when you move around then you see we could make a difference here. There are other ways of living. There are other ways to move on in life. Apart from the small... That's why most Ghanaians come to London. Because you don't know that you could have gone to New Zealand. Do you see? <laughs> yeah. You didn't know. You, didn't, you haven't been to Australia. You don't know that the houses in Australia are five times bigger than the houses here. Now, a poor man cry, your house will be 
big as some very, very rich person here in London. So traveling to know about the existence of others, knowing about it, reading about it, learning about it, it will really broaden your mind. And the only reason I can talk about South America, even I have been there. Times I've been in Colombia. I said, oh, this guy is from Kumasi. He doesn't speak a word of English or Jesus. Spanish man, completely. They really look like people in, from Ghana. They're like your cousins and they don't speak a word. Do you see? And these four lepers, the reason why they said a mischief will come upon us is a day of good tides. Because they had come from the place. They knew. Here is everybody starving and here we are good. So if you are having the good things and you don't know about what is happening at the back, you understand? You will not remember. You will not do anything. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Who here is from the north of Ghana? Abiba. Which part of the north? Salaga. Okay. And uh, you are from where? Tamale. Yeah. Stand up from the north. It's a day of good tidings for you. Will mischief come upon you? It's a day of good tidings. What about the people in the north? You may be surprised that your blessing, the blessing of your life, will be greatly enhanced were you to think about those others. Like Reverend Eastwood Anaba. Reverend Eastwood Anaba is richer than all of you here. Yeah. Richer than all of you here. His life is far more higher than all of you here. And he says his, his people is there. You see, at the missionary that I met in Germany, she said, Me, you can't move me from Germany. She said, I will die here. He said, The only way you take me out is in flames. There will be flames, I'll be burning in it. I will never move from here. I'm here to the end. You can't bomb me out of this place. Nothing will whatever should happen should happen. We are here for the rest of our lives. That's their mind. <laughs> huh? Are you listening to me? Yeah. God has blessed and has taken care. And one of the ladies was telling me, she said, All my children are wild preachers. And she said, All they want to do is to do what we are doing. She said, that's the greatest blessing of all. Your children and my children, what will happen to them? What is going to become of them in this country? What are they going to be like? And who will they be following? Huh? Mercy. Mercy. No one who was ever dying called for his gold rings. Bring my gold rings and my gold watches. I want to see them for the last time. Bring my documents for my land documents. 
they call for their children. One pastor in Ghana was dying. He was at the Nyahu Clinic Hospital. He said, bring my children. I want to tell them something. He spoke to his son. Yeah. The most precious thing may be that you may leave behind your children. And that may be what will be lost as you search for other things. And forsake others. One day, Pastor Ko was ministering to the children, my children, and I was, my eyes were filled with tears. And I just, I just thanked him. I said, I've looked after so many people's children, tried to help them, their lives. And you see, there comes a time you cannot even talk to your own children. Somebody has to talk to them for you. And care for them. And pastor them. You may not know. So you have teenagers in your house. And I, I, I was grateful. One day I was laying hands on people. And I came across some group of people. 19 years, 18. And as I was praying for them. I prayed, I said, Lord, that when my daughter is 18 years old or 90, there will be somebody to pray for her with love, with the heart. Huh? Are you listening? Huh? There is a price to pay when we don't think about others. Amen? Mischief. Think about it carefully. Mischief. And he said, distraction. You and your house will be destroyed. So please, brothers and sisters, let's open our hearts. And let us know. Amen. Amen. Every year. Are you listening? You see, I'm telling you, these are private things. I'm just talking to you as my children. Every year, travel once. No matter what, if you decide to put down the money, you can easily put down that money. Every year. No matter who you are. Try it. Always. And somewhere, anywhere, to open your mind. You can always go where there's a program. Here, 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 different things. You can say, Ah, Bishop is going to uh, whatever. I'm going to. If you come, you've come. That's all. If I see you, I can sack you. <laughs> you've come all the way. How can I sack you? You've arrived. <laughs> you see. The Bible says, Your poverty shall come as one that traveleth. When a traveler comes in the night, you can sack him. He's there. He's come. Or as an armed man. There are two people you can sack an armed person or a traveler. They are there with you for the night. (laughs) Are you there? Are you listening? Yeah? When you open your heart and you travel, you will be very surprised. And then when you allow God to speak to you, then you will have a heart for missions. I had to do his will. So the first thing you must know about the existence of others and therefore the existence of other ways of life 
other ways of doing things. Amen. Other methods, other lifestyles, other possibilities, other options. Options are not just one or two. There are many options. Leva, what do you think? Huh? Yeah. Look, yesterday I met a, there was a doctor sitting there. After they came to introduce himself, this is a German doctor who works in Germany. He has decided to go into the ministry full time. He's abandoning medicine. He wants to just preach and do the work of God. There you are. So you see that I'm not alone. It's not, it's not, it's not an unusual thing. There are others who are doing it. Do you see? You go to the north of Ghana, you see northness who have given themselves and they are working for God over there. Maybe even more prosperous and more blessed than you. Amen. Second thing you must do about others is you must think about others. Amen. What do you think? You must think about others. When I say what do you say, think about, say think about others. What do you think? think yeah, think about others. What do you think? Think about others. Think about others. Think about others. Look at me sitting here. I'm thinking about others. That's what makes... You see, it's actually the key to promotion. You see, you think about others, not yourself. That's what makes you great. If you can think about others. You see, I'm here, I'm thinking about somebody in Trinidad. I'm thinking about somebody in Jamaica. I'm thinking about... I mean, what do I have to do with Guyana? Well, I mean, why? Why should I go to Guyana? What should make me go to Kenya or Nigeria? Huh? Think about it. I was in Togo the other day walking in the sand of the, the, the sandy roads of Togo looking for a house to buy. A house for me? No. A house for the church. A house for the pastor to live in. A house, a mission house. I was walking through the sand up and down. Yeah. Going and people were coming and looking at us. Looking for house for myself? No, for others. For which souls? Me, I'm okay. My family, they are all born again. My mother comes to church. My mother is born again. All my sisters are born again. You understand? My wife is born again. My children are born again. Who else is to be born? My dogs and my cats. House helps are born again. My watchman comes to church. Everybody's born again. In and around me. They are all born again. I'm okay. Why should I think of Nigeria? What is in what is in Togo? Benin. Others. There are others there. And it's a day of good tidings. Somebody said the more closer you get to Jesus, the more missionary your heart will be. Yeah. The more missionary your heart will be. The closer you are. To Jesus, the more missionary. Amen. Amen. You will be. Okay. So now it's time for us to think about others. And when you think about others, you realize that you have so much more than others have. You have more than anybody. When you think about you are earning a hundred pounds, you are earning two hundred pounds, you are earning three hundred pounds. You understand? And that 
with that money, it is so much more than some people earn elsewhere. Most people in Africa earn between 50, 20, 50, 100, 200, 300 dollars. That is what people earn. You understand? Which is what? 150 pounds. Do you see? But because you are thinking about yourself, it's never enough. Poverty is at all levels. Lack is at all. The highest, richest people are in need. They say Michael Jackson is broke. But that brokenness is relative. His ranch and his things that he has are worth millions and millions of dollars. So there is poverty and lack at every level of wealth. Yeah, every level has poverty stricken. They are poverty stricken in different ways. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So when you think about others, you get it, then you begin to see how blessed you are and what possibilities you can offer, what you can do, what you can give. Because you are thinking about others. It's when you start to think about others, then you realize that you are like Ghanaians. You see, when you start to know about others, you realize that, look, we are far more blessed than Gambians. Rarely do you meet a Gambian anywhere in the, in the national circuit. Do you know that? You, don't re- you rarely meet Liberians. It's only their war that drove them out of Liberia. You rarely meet Sierra Leoneans. Do you know that? Yeah. You rarely meet South Africans. You rarely meet Zimbabweans. Now they are coming more because they are having more problems in the world. Rarely you meet them. And when you go, you find out that we are like, we are like missionaries. We are like people who have something to offer. Look, our churches in Southern Africa, Zimbabwe, Kenya, and so on, they are received. The hearts are open. And you realize there's a the lack of knowledge. People, people, see, when you start to think about others and know about others, you begin to see that you have so much so much to give. Look me, who am I? I I was in Durban. The church there is like I mean I minister Pastor Oliver, some of you you saw him, yeah. Minister there, my books and so on. They organized pastors. They organized a shepherd's camp for three days. I was there teaching pastors and leaders of Durban, other churches. A Ghanaian. I have something to offer. Have so much to offer, Pastor Paul. You may think you are nothing, but when you go out there, you find out that you are full of so much. How many realize that you are full of things? But maybe the place to give it out, huh? We are talking about others. That's all. <laughs> the subject is others. I went to Soweto, a church of thousands and thousands of people. My books are used by the pastor to train. My books are used by pastors all over the world. I am a Ghanaian. From Ghana. No American publishes my book. Nobody. When I take it to CLC, they say, send it to Sierra Leone. When I take it, they say, send it to Africa. Nobody. But pastors are using it. So he said, God has given me something. And when you start going around, you start to realize that you actually have something. But only because you don't know about others and you don't think about others, then you don't realize how much you have. And there are some of you that within you lie maybe 100,000 souls. That will, that, will, that will not go to hell. But because you, 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 don't, you don't know about 
any of those things. You've never been there. You don't think about it. You just live as you live forever until you die and you find out that the whole world would have been saved if you had just done something. Many times I say to my, I've thought, the devil has said to me, but you, you are not an American. Why are you sending missionaries? It's Americans who send missionaries, assemblies of God, missionaries to different countries. So you are not American. What are you doing? You are being too known. These are not things that are done by Africans. They are done by Americans. They are done by rich churches. And I tell the devil, look, I, at least I have something. And by traveling around, I have seen that Ghana is one of the richest countries in the world. Ghana is one of the most prosperous countries in the whole of Africa. After South Africa, you come to Ghana. Oh yeah. I was in Uganda. There is only one traffic light there. The whole place that I saw. Nigeria, I mean, they have money, but you cannot compare. It's true. But when you know about others and you know that you have something in you that will help somebody, but you thought you had nothing because you don't know about others. Relative to others, you are rich. You are blessed. And that's why those four lepers, they said, this is not a good thing. It's the day of good tidings. Huh? It's not a good thing that we are just doing because even though we are lepers and we are just taking bits and pieces here and there, we can't even take much. There are, it, the relative to what is going on there, look, it's a very bad thing that we are doing because they are selling a head of an ass for 80 pieces of silver and the one quarter plate of one quarter portion of chips of Dabs down chips. It's four pieces of silver. Zigzag. Huh? Abba. You'll be surprised that you are a great evangelist. Huh? You'll be very surprised, but only that you are just quiet. We have so much in us so much but we don't know how little everybody else has people have nothing we have so much relative to what others have you are so blessed think about the others think about the others as you sit in your palace huh as you are enjoying doing your 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 eyes going to see the king and enjoying think about your friends who they are sharpening their knives they are going to cut off their heads tomorrow as you are doing your hair, smiling and wearing whatever, getting things for your skin and your face and your eyes and whatever. Think about the other. They are sharpening the, the knife to cut off your cousins and your brothers and your relatives and the people from whom you belong. They are coming to kill and slaughter them like animals tomorrow. Think about that as you are doing your eyes and your face and your this and your, all your things and your new dress and your new this. It's because you are not thinking about others. That's why your life, your whole life is going the certain way because you are not thinking about others. You have to get to that point now 
where you are now thinking about others and you know. Look, the, you see, in every level, eh, Satan tries to, one of his greatest weapons is to try to put you down and make you into nothing. Say, you are nothing, you are nobody. And when you think you are nobody, then you just, okay, I'm nobody, I'm nothing, so I'm just be quiet till I die. When you discover that you are not nobody, and you are not nothing, and that actually what you are and what you have is far greater than what most people have, then you rise up and say, I have to be responsible, I have to give it out. When I started to write books, if I honestly, this year, I've been invited to places, I've been to Scotland because they had a book, and they said, we want to invite you. I said, okay, I'll come. I've been to Abuja, they invited me. I'm just coming from Germany. They invited me by books, by pastors, so not even by the church members, by ministers who are being blessed by these books. Are you listening to me? But I remember when we went to CLC. You know CLC in London? I took my book there. What did they say? They turned it over and said, we don't have space for pamphlets. We don't have space for pamphlets in in the shop. You understand? So we took our pamphlets away. Then later on, we printed the loyalty and so on in hardback, hardcover, printed here and everything. So we took it. So the president didn't like our pamphlets and said, oh, these are little books that we cannot sell them here and so on. And what did they say to us? They, they, are, they are relevant to Africa and, you know, we should send them to, send them to Sierra Leone. You understand? Because no one, if you are, they are sending shipments of books, free books to Sierra Leone and so on, so you can send them. You understand? And then it dampens your spirits. And you think that you know this that is, is, is that you are you are useless and you, you see other people be writing books even that cannot easily be read. And it's being published by bestseller, this and that. And you see they have names of whatever this publishing, Nelson, that, that, whatever. Sometimes it's not even the person whose name is on one, another person is writing for him. And they put his name on it, ghostwriters. And they will be selling it. People will be buying. And so the devil will tell you, see, you are nothing, you have nothing. Do you see? But it's not true. It's not true at all. I have something. I have something. Yeah. I've been to different uh, publishers, American publishers. Oh, sorry. We, we, we. You just look at it and say, you know, whatever. You can't publish. You are not known. Went to the rock bookshop. They look and they say, oh, you see, you are not a Nigerian. So they say, you are, you, are not, you are not known. Your books are not known. You are not known. This and that. We cannot have your books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then when people started to call them and ask for the books, then they started to call for the books. Can we have your books? <laughs> but how many ministers have published have published half a million books? People published two thousand, one thousand copies, two thousand, maximum three thousand, five thousand. So I've published up to the tune of half a million books. Yeah. In print. And more. We'll soon be celebrating one million books. And not only are they just being read, but they are being read. You see, yesterday this was this Canadian man, he was telling me, he was holding my book. He said, Me, for me to read a book. It's a pastor he has been in Germany. 
the third in command pastor, the, the one there, he said, for me to read a book, I have not a reading type. He said, but your books, they are easy to read. And he was holding the art of readers. He said, he said, you can just get something from it immediately. You know, he said, for me to read it. And he says, I, I can't, I don't like reading so many things. And No. I also have something that I'm sharing. But the devil wants me to think I have nothing. They understand it to make me shut up. But I won't shut up. I won't shut up. I'm going to say what I have to say. Do you understand? And he and he always wants to compare you with somebody and make you look very like an ant. You know, it's very small and useless. So compare yourself with this. You see, you are nothing. You want to preach to people, important people are preaching. You want to preach. Why do you want to say something? Shut up! Children are not supposed to talk at the table. Keep quiet. <laughs> Haven't you heard the devil telling you that before? Shut up. Children are not supposed to talk at the time. Important and better people without your problems and without your sins are ministering. That when you start to read about the problems that people have had and you realize that your problem was even a junior version. Your problem was a small monkey in the house. People have had lions and bears. And they still continued preaching and doing the work of the Lord. Huh? What do you think? Is it not a wonderful thing? Think about the others. Think about the others. And you see that you have much more than they have. And when, when you think about the others and you realize how much more they have, then you say, okay, I will go then. It's worth me giving my life and going to this place. It's worth it. Because the devil always says, it's not worth it. Who are you? When I was studying at Bible school, when I started at church, the de- in this London, we started, the devil said, oh, but there's action, there's this, there's that. I remember clearly, it was like, why? Here we are, having a camp meeting. The devil said, no, no, no. There's action, there's this, there's that. Who are you? And the devil told me, you are proud. You just want to compete with others. You want to just do things you are not supposed to do. Why are you here? What are you doing? I walk in this town when I was 30 years old going to start a church. I remember. But we started it and here we are. Are you glad that we are here? Yeah. So, it's worth you going to South America. One day they will be coming and they will be speaking. Oh, in fact. And you will ask yourself, this thing, we almost didn't go. We almost didn't go. Almost. We were spying the thing and we almost didn't go. <laughs> we were experiencing certain sinazos and then we almost didn't go. <laughs> we almost didn't go. We almost didn't go. But we went. We are going. Heaven knows where we are going. We know we will. We are going. Heaven knows where we are going. We know we will. It will be.
and arriving there. Heaven knows how we will get We know we will. We are going. Heaven knows where we are going. We know we will. We are going. very very glad you will say 20 years ago I took a decision to come here 20 years ago 20 years ago I took a decision I have never regretted that decision it's the best decision I took heaven knows how we will get we know we will it will be and the road will be muddy and rough, but we'll get there. Heaven knows how we will get We know we will. We are going. How many are going? How many are going? One day you'll be glad. So we almost didn't go, but in the end we went. Almost. When we thought about the others, then we decided to go. When our mind came to the others, heaven knows how we will get there. We know we will. It will be hard. We know. Others, not you, others, 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 Spanish speaking people, English speaking people, different kinds of people, others, others who need to hear what you have in the palace, what you are enjoying in the tents and the gold and the silver, others, others must have it, not you, others, you have enough that you can ever use for the rest of your life having food and raiment let us therewith be content it's enough we have enough I said we have enough for a lifetime we don't need anything else I said we have more than we can use more than we can spend more than we can eat more than we can do anything with it's time to think about others now 
have more than you can eat you look at your clothes that you cannot wear the shoes you cannot wear your money in your bank which you will never spend till you die all that you have it is more than you will ever need it's now time to rise up and think about others because it's time for the others to have something of what we have we must go I said we must go I will be proud of you and the Lord will be proud of you you see I'm even jealous of you because what you are doing I have not done it but my duty is to train you and to send you and I know that I will get more of your reward <laughs> yeah I'll have some shares but one day there will be people many times you know when, when people have been sent to places the people around they send me letters and they say thank you like I got a letter just from Namibia the last Sunday they were there they had a, a, about 100 people in church on a Sunday sitting there and they, they, they wrote to me said please don't take Pastor Kingsley away from here he must please he, must, he needs to stay here for at least 20 years <laughs> almost didn't go to we almost didn't go to namibia almost but in the end we went we almost didn't go what a blessing you almost didn't go but you will go almost change your mind but you're going to go sometimes you experience we have different types of we have top three scenarios top two top five Top 10 seniors. <laughs> when you fall in the top 10 or top 5 seniors, you can easily change your mind. But the Lord will strengthen you. He will strengthen you. Oh. You may go as a poor person, but the Lord will make you rich in heaven. When you meet people who went to boys' schools, boys' schools, usually they overeat. Do you know why? Do you know why? Because because and, and bachelors because they have they have they have a complex that they are hungry that they don't have something you see so sometimes you see somebody who doesn't need to eat much he's, he's eating a lot so why there's more there's enough you get some more you see Take your time. Yeah, keeping the plate. Eating food. Why? You are no more a student. Do you see? You are no more unmarried. You are married. Everything is okay. Do you see? 
some of us our background of poverty is worrying us we have more than we can ever use we have enough more than we can ever use or even handle we'll be okay but the background of I have to buy this I have to buy a video I have to buy this I have to buy everything and <laughs> keep it in the house it's worrying us you understand so sometimes just to give yourself the background is worrying you so you, you find you see, you see like we don't like to throw away things that are sports something is poor but you won't throw it away so, the background of repairing is is <laughs> Then it's sports. It's not work. It will never work. But we'll keep them. It's in the mind. Just in case. The perfume is finished, crap, but we are keeping it. So you realize that the background we are we never we are never able to break away from the background you understand the background follows us even in the richest environment you can't look at it and say i don't have to eat everything that is here i don't have to add more there's more even my wife can give me more if I want but it's like you still feel you are at the big school or whatever school you have to eat more things There's more meat now. Now you can eat as much. Don't worry. You see, yeah. You can have the whole chicken. Yeah, very cheap. But at first you have one. And you you you, you chew the thing until you have ground it into very small powder. Are you listening? And you see that background that I will need, I will, I will, I will, I will get into trouble. I will not have. It, it, it's, it haunts us all our lives. So even when God is even taking care of us, you have something to eat and you are okay. And still another thing, another problem which does not exist is actually what is driving you. You don't even know that your whole life is based on an imaginary problem that does not exist. some women have that problem they feel that their husband is going to have an affair with somebody by all means or that he is like that the whole life is based on those bold and beautiful type of thoughts 
And so they relate with the husband like that. That that is how he is. As an adulterer, basically. And so they live an imaginary problem and they live it out onto the person. All the time. This is a marvelous thing. A non-existent thing is made to imagine. It's imagined and created in the smoke and then it is used and it's lived out. This is a wonderful thing. And usually such people have a mental problem to some extent. May we not have a mental problem. When God has given us, He will take care of you. He will take care of you. He has taken care of us. How much can we eat? How much can we have? God will take care of us. How much more do you want to add up for which days? With all our struggling and our grasping, what has it given to us? Has it secured the next five years? It hasn't. Has it secured the next ten years? It hasn't. You're not secure. So why do you want to spend your life trying to secure? Jesus said, having food and raiment, let us be content. Do not lay up treasures. Let's start to think about others other than ourselves. Let's start to know that there are people who need us. We've got to go. We have to. We have to do His will. We can't be quiet in this country. We've got to speak out. We've got to do the church. We've got to preach. We can't sleep and just enjoy our Christian marriages and our Christian homes and our Christian whatever. Because one day mischief, you see, as you are in the tent just thinking about yours, be aware of the mischief that the Syrians can change their mind and fall upon you suddenly. What you think you were securing and adding more to. Pastor wrote to me, told me I've been diagnosed with cancer. And then he said to me, several other pastors have been diagnosed with similar diseases these are pastors of very wealthy multi-million dollar churches because you see something can come from somewhere that the heaping up and the gathering do you understand it's so wild that can just take you away and end everything Yeah, to just end everything. Everything we do and we have is by the grace of God. I tell you, you cannot even be happy tomorrow if God doesn't want you to be happy. To just end tomorrow. That's the end of you. You will end tomorrow. Huh? What do you think? So let's now think about others. What do you think? Think about others. Others need you. Others are hungry. Amen. Sit down. The next one. 
one is what? Others are. Others exist. The next one is. Let's think about others. Third one is others are hungry. Hungry. The four lepers knew that there were others who were hungry. Amen. And there are others who are hungry for the word of God. Okay? So now if you're going to the white people here and they're not listening, there are others who are really hungry to hear. And maybe there's no breakthrough among the white people. So we've got to go where others are hungry. Okay? And you preach where others are hungry. And that's why, that is what necessitates us traveling. That's what makes us have to, 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 to travel. That's what makes us have to be missionaries. Because the hungry souls are not in one place. They are scattered all over. So traveling becomes a must. Because you, you have to go far to see the next group of hungry people. In Europe, many of the people are not hungry for God. They are hungry for any earthly satisfaction they can get. Are you listening? Yes. Yeah. Are you listening? Yes. Yeah. That is why I go. And the greatest hunger that I have seen is in South America. Yeah. Others are hungry. So when General Booth sent that message, others, huh? he was saying others. All the pastors should think of others. One of the things is that others are hungry. And we've got to go to them where they are. They are hungry. How much more transport? They can't come. They cannot come. We've got to go to them. And we've got to tell them. So that's why traveling. That's where it comes from. That's where missionary work comes from. Because sometimes they will not receive you right here. But far away somewhere else, they will receive you. As a messenger of the Lord. Hallelujah. Others are hungry. Amen? Amen. Alright. The next point. Others are thirsty. I want you to turn with me to John chapter 4. I'm just sharing with you something. John 4, verse 13. Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water, springing up into eternal, everlasting life. Amen. Okay? Are you there? How many realize that this woman was thirsty? She needed the living water, isn't it? People are thirsty. Then verse 25, it says, Then the woman said unto him, I know that Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. And when he's come, he will tell us all things. Jesus said unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. And upon this came his disciples and marveled that he talked with the woman. Yet no man said, 
why, what seekest thou? Or why talkest thou with her? The woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and saith to the men or the others. Huh? There were others in the city. She had met with Jesus. She could have stayed there. <clears throat> Sat with the Messiah. Enjoyed the blessing. But she went out. Back to her city. And said to the man. Come. And see a man. Which told me all things that I ever did. Is not this the Christ. Then they. See the others. Went out of the city. And came unto him hallelujah others were in the city she was getting her blessing almost by chance and in the midst of her blessing when Jesus revealed himself and said I am the Messiah she went she went back to the city to tell the others because there are others there You see, this is the whole point of what I'm trying to tell you. There is a blessing on our lives. And you need to see that you are blessed. You need to believe and know that God has really blessed you with something. Do you understand? And and you need to know that there are others in the city who need to hear this message. There are others. Look, Ghana is one of the most spiritual nations in the world having produced many, many, many spiritual people. I believe that is one of the greatest blessings of, this, of our nation. We have produced many, many wonderful men of God. We have what people don't have. People drink beer. I mean, people fornicate. People do all sorts of things. And live along the Christian life alongside with that. The way we grew up as Christians, that's not how Christianity is practiced in most places. You know. And I think that we really have something to offer. There are people who don't have the biggest idea. I mean, look at me. Today, God is using my books in so many places. We have something to offer. There are others who are thirsty. Amen. And that's why I've started the Healing Jesus Crusades. And I'm going around the cities and the towns and the villages preaching. Because people are thirsty. Anybody you see drinking beer is thirsty. The pubs, the pubs of this country are filled from 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock onwards. The other day we had a camp. We went somewhere. I thought something was happening. So a lot of people came. It was happening. Everybody came for his big pint of lager. Huh? And they sit there and they drink. They don't go home. Everybody's depressed. It's better sit there and drink yourself away. Otherwise you'll go home and commit suicide. They are thirsty. But whosoever drinks of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst again. 
when you go to the discos, the lights are flashing on and over. You see people lifting up their hands and they are thirsty. They are thirsty. They are looking for something. They are looking for something. Are you listening to me? Yeah. That's what makes them jump into some of you have been thirsty before. Zigzag. But whosoever drinks of the water of discos and nightclub will thirst again. You wake up and you'll be thirsty again. And you say, I need something else. I need more. And you keep going back. You'll be thirsty again. You see them smoking. Anybody you see smoking? It's thirsty. It's trying to get some. Trying to get something. Trying to take in something. To quench something. That is thirst. I thirst. I'm looking for something. Give me Rotman. Give me 555. Give me a Tasca for men. Give me what I mean. Tusker for men without filter. Do they, do they still have it? There's a cigarette called Tusker for men. They are thirsty. I said they are thirsty. That's why. And then you try Tusca without filter. Then you try we. Hashish. One day I saw a guy in school. His eyes were red. He had been smoking weed. I said, why? He was a sixth former doing science. So why? What are you looking for? He was thirsty. Looking for something. People who have money. Money can never satisfy. That's why the biggest thieves in the world are the richest people. Rich people are the biggest thieves. Did you know that? Yeah. The real thieves are rich people. One day I had a friend. It was time for our A-level. And I went to his room. Because I like going around. When exam time, you never know. There may be some questions somewhere. Something... When I went to Shum, I saw some questions there, past questions, and I said, What's this? He said, well, This is tomorrow's questions. <laughs> he had tomorrow's questions today. For the, that was the practical. He had a question, I don't know how he got it. So what is this? Oh yeah, this is a question tomorrow. It will, it will be there. I said, wow. Are you sure? I said, I'm sure. <laughs> this is one of the top students in our class. The one who knows more and who knows most wants to still steal more. <laughs> He's still not full. 
He has everything. He has money. I mean, he has the knowledge, very good, excellent, he's going to do very well anyway, whether he sees the question, but still, still looking for something. Huh? Boyfriends. See a girl is going, this one is a boyfriend. And after that, Ricky Z is your boyfriend. Jumping Jonathan is your boyfriend. Jack Toronto is your boyfriend. <laughs> Slept with everybody. Still not enough. Still, still thirsty. Can I go with you? Do you like me? And you see that she's still thirsty. Can I come with you? You like me? Do you want me? You fancy me? Do you like me? Can I go with you? I'll go with anyone. Can I go with you? Tell me. Tell me something. Tell me you love me. Thirsty. Others are thirsty. Maybe your thirst has been quenched. You are nicely married now and everything decent and you are proper and everything. But others are still thirsty. And sometimes when we, when we end up in our nice decent marriages and we feel that we are now madam, whatever, Mrs., we forget how we thirsty we were and how many places you, even your husband, it would be better that you don't say <coughs> where you've been. It's better. It's better that you don't say it because if you say it, not he he he, he cannot have an erection again in the house. (laughs) But I came to tell you that others still thirsty. Don't look down on anybody just because your, your thirst has been quenched. All along you were looking for happiness and stability. Now it seems you have it. Don't start looking. Oh, look at that girl. I saw one lady once. She was talking about her. Said, look at that girl. She's fornicating. I mean, how? She's fornicating. Huh? And I was thinking about this girl. When you could look through her history, you find how many clients she has had. <laughs> there are others who don't have this you have been fortunate to end up in marriage you have been fortunate to end up in a somehow decent situation it's just a miracle and a blessing from nowhere don't look down on somebody this woman was tested. Jesus said, whosoever drinks of this water that you are spending your time to get from this well will be tested again. But what I will give the person will make the person say that he will never be tested again. And when her test, she said, I that speaketh to thee am he. And her test was quenched upon meeting the Messiah. She went back to the city to tell others that come and see 
my test has been quenched. I've met the Savior. You can also have your test and became masses. And she preached to men. People are thirsty. I'm telling you. Just like you. You see, when your problem is solved, remember that just like you, your type, exactly your type. Following after girls. Today. Yeah, with Juliana. Tomorrow with Annabelle. The next time with Tulim Jali. And still, you've had dark ones, you've had fair ones, you've had short ones, you've had tall ones, you've had fat ones, you've had slim ones. You've had, you slept with your aunties, you've slept with your little cousins. Slept with married people, you've slept with unmarried, you slept with virgins, you slept with well used whores. <laughs> Well used, but you've had it all. I once met a man, and um, this man was uh, turning into a gay person, and I had the privilege or opportunity to sit down with him, talk to him talk with him at length so at a point I asked him can I ask you why you are coming gay Hmm? a black man why and he said I've had many many girlfriends so many, said countless, but I'm still thirsty. He said to me, he said I've had, and he told me about so many. He said I count, I have slept with so many, many, many girls. None of them make me happy. Still thirsty. And he said, now switch to. Man. The vagina could not satisfy. Now the anus must be tried. <laughs> Zimblastic. Huh? Do you see? So when the Lord saves us, remember that there are others. 
who are thirsty, just like we are thirsty, and who need Jesus, just as much as we needed him before we found him. Hallelujah. Are you excited about that? It's powerful. First, he that drinks of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst again. Huh? Never thirst again. It's left you dry. I don't need no Coca-Cola. I just need that living water. Living water, living water. That's all I need. The water that Jesus gives. Amen. (laughs) All that I need is what Jesus gives. And that's what people need. I've been to school. I've studied everything that can be studied. History, geography, maths, art, maths, physics, chemistry, biology, botany, zoology. Studied about snakes, spiders, worms, flies, eggs. Physiology, biochemistry, chemical pathology, pathology, histopathology. Studied bacteriology, virology, parasitology. Obstetrics, gynecology, orthopedics, ophthalmology, psychiatry, internal medicine. Ear, nose, and throat. General surgery, pediatric surgery, pediatrics. Hmm? Pharmacokinetics. Still, there's more to learn. <laughs> More books are more more books are being written about these things that I have learned. It's not ending, and the, the the thirst for knowledge is never satisfied. You know that's why you know school has a point at which you must stop, stop learning, do something with your life. Can't go to school forever, ten years, ten years, ten years in the university. 20 years in the university. Why? Are you Aristotle? Are you Socrates? <laughs> All right. Others are thirsty. Amen. The next one. <clears throat> Others need a shepherd. Hallelujah. In John chapter 10, you will see Jesus. Preaching, the famous message that we all love. I am the door of the sheep. How many things do you have about others? Number one is what? Others exist. Number two? Think about the others. Number three? Number four? The next one? Others need a shepherd. Amen. It says, I am the door, John 10, verse 7. I'm the door. Verse 10. The thief comes not but to steal, to kill, to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. 
Amen. But he that is an hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth. And the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. The hiring fleeth because he is an hireling and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and I am known of them. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. The sixteen. Other sheep. Other sheep. Other sheep. I have. Which are not of this fold. Them also. Them also. Them also. Them also. I must bring. And they shall hear my voice. And there shall be one fold. And one shepherd. Hallelujah. Other sheep. I have. Hallelujah. How many realize that there are others? There are others of everything. Amen. But only that we haven't thought about them. We haven't given it much thought, much consideration. Isn't it? But there are others. We need to think about the others. Others need to be have have how many are married? How many were counseled in church? Marriage counseling. How many are glad you were counseled? Even with the counseling, it's not been easy, isn't it? How much more if there was no counseling? Huh? <laughs> Who are those married here? Raise your hand. Natasha, were you counseled? Are you glad you were counseled? Who is your husband? Where is your husband? Dennis. Uh-huh. I, I do know that there are other sheep who need this counseling. Brother Dennis, Natasha, what do you think? Huh? Yeah? Other sheep. Spanish sheep. Are you going somewhere? Are you? Chile. All right. Other sheep have I. I have other sheep in Uganda. I have other sheep in Namibia. I have sheep who write to me from Namibia. I've never been there. Uganda. Kenya. Swaziland. Sierra Leone. Huh? How come I have other sheep? Because I sent people to the others. I thought about the others. Huh? I thought about the others. And I sent them. And one day, I'll have sheep in South America. And you people will be the pastors. South America and other places. Because God is going to give you a higher kind of wisdom that people from your background don't have. And you are going to walk in the higher kind of wisdom. You are going to operate in the higher kind of wisdom. God will bless you in that kind of wisdom. And he will strengthen you in that kind of wisdom. And he will establish you in that wisdom. So that you can go forward easily and quickly. Because the time is short. And in this time that is short, we need to run faster. And therefore you will run faster than your fathers and than those before you. You will climb higher and quicker 
they got there, took them two years and three years. You will walk there in months. But don't be proud when you get there quickly. Because they've cleared the way for you. But you'll go quickly, 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 quick, quicker, quicker, faster. It shall be faster, it shall be quicker. I say it shall be quicker and it shall be faster. Hallelujah. Other sheep. There are other churches. I have other churches which don't exist today, but they will exist in the name of Jesus. If if you don't go, God will raise up another. You see, that's what I want you to. If you don't go, God will raise up another group to do it. Yeah. Huh. Even amongst my pastors, God has raised up a whole group of young people and wild people. Very wild. They are young and wild. They love me. They love the work. They love God. Yeah. And they have been raised up. They are out there doing things for Jesus. So if you don't go, thinkest thou that thou shalt escape altogether in the palace. (laughs) If thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then enlargement and deliverance shall arise from another place or another place. And thou and thy household shall be destroyed. For who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? If thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, <laughs> deliverance shall arise from another place. Yeah. The, you see, my replacement is my replacement. They are trotting. Everybody's replacement is warming up. It's not only me, yours too. Yeah. They are they are warming up like that. They are, they are warming up your replacement. If thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time. <laughs> One of our sisters in church she died. Her replacement is in the system. The house that she built, beautiful house and everything. Somebody will come and arrange all the her curtains and everything for her. Her children, her house, her towels, her bed sheets, her everything. Another shall come. Replacement, your replacement is there already. Yeah. But whatever your role, there is a replacement. You would not send your soccer team without a spare goalkeeper, a spare number five, number eleven. You want God to raise up a team without spare. Hey. <laughs> you send your you never see a soccer team going without a reserve goalkeeper. In spite of all the other reserve, but all these goalkeeper there, there must be a reserve man. Often he never plays, but he will always exist. <laughs> Never plays, but he's there. <laughs> Human beings have made ship with lifeboat, aeroplanes with life, this thing, God, everything in case of this, then this, those emergencies exist which are never used, and all those things exist. So that should in case, should in case, 
<laughs> you didn't case. <laughs> and you don't want God to also have his plan. Should in case you say you won't go. When he says other sheep have I, other cities, other hungry people, other thirsty people, others whom I have created, you say you won't go. And the Lord said, If thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then enlargement and deliverance shall arise from another place. It's true. You are the replacement for somebody. If somebody moves out of his place, you will move into his place. Zoom. Watch it and see. In fact, when you were playing the organ here just now, something occurred to me. I don't want to say it on the mic, but something occurred to me. If somebody does this or that, then I'll call you and say, move to that place. Straight. Hours I was there. I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it carefully. I was saying, so I made a plan. So that if somebody plays a certain game, I'll say, brother, I'll fly you in. (laughs) 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 Saluja. So if you won't go, your replacement is there. We have pastors who died. One of them has been replaced. They are building a church now where he used to be. Another one where he's going, they're building a church there. All the churches are working. Their replacements were there all along. Only that you have to move or you say you won't go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know the story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he likes stories. <laughs> what shall I liken these people unto? <laughs> I have piped unto them, they have not danced. <laughs> So, if you don't go, somebody is going to come. But he has his other sheep. And he wants his other sheep to be saved, to be brought, to be helped, to be counseled. He wants them to also have a good marriage. He also wants them to be taught principles of success, Solomonic success, strategies, seven great principles. He has people that he wants to have all these things. And I want, to, I want to go to South America. I tell you, it's in my heart. Because I remember where I was when God spoke to me about it. Go, come here too. I need you. He said, me? Who is I? Who am I? I'm not American. I'm nothing. I'm nobody. He said, come. You are needed here. No, I will not back down. From. If thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then enlargement and deliverance shall arise from another place. If thou altogether withholdest thy money from the church, enlargement shall arise from another place. Yeah. And he always does it. 
He has his own way of blessing. You don't want to give. God has somebody else who will give. Look at me. I don't have any millionaire. You see me walking around with a million. I don't have anybody like that. Somebody who comes regularly, gives money, says, I'll pay for this, I'll pay for this. When you are traveling, I'll pay for that, I'll pay for that. There's nobody like that. God just provides his own way. We do things effortlessly by the grace of God. But God has his own way. He will do what he wants to do. He will do it. I said he will do it. What do you think? Think about others. Eugene. Eugene. Think about others. Others are hungry. Others are thirsty. Don't forget I told you. Other sheep have I. Other sheep have I. Others. What have you had? Counsel. You've been counseled all your life like this? Parted, encouraged, protected, covered, helped, guided, pushed, encouraged, nurtured. You think you are the only one who is to be nurtured, to be counseled? When somebody, have you been to the women's prison before? There are people there. Go and see. You see prisoners, nice girls just like you. They are in prison. I've been to London prison before. I've seen people there. I remember one sister, the last time I saw her, she was in a prison. She had nobody to counsel her. Nobody to follow up her. Nobody to, to tell her, okay, turn to First Thessalonians 5, 22. Abstain from all appearances of evil. She had nobody to open to her. First Corinthians 10 and say, uh, all things are love, but not all things are love. So don't go to the disco. She had nobody like that. So she just went. She was raped on the first night. And continued to be raped since then. Other sheep have I. Nicer sheep than you. Nicer sheep than you who also wanted shepherds and there was nobody to talk to them. Other sheep have I who are not of this fold. Whom them also must I bring. Them also must I bring. And we will bring them. God has given lighthouse. He has given all those that are part of this. He has given us other sheep. Other sheep have I who speak Spanish. Other sheep have I who speak German. Other sheep have I who speak French. Other sheep have I who speak other languages. And I'm going, to, I'm going to get them. If thou altogether holdest thy peace, be it known unto thee this day that thy replacement is already warming up and he will arise and it will be somebody you don't respect. Yeah. It will be somebody you don't have regard for. One day, <clears throat> a certain madame was in her house. And a knock, there was a knock on the door. When she opened the door, it was a school girl. The school girl was, you know, these uh, coupons, they are selling or trying to raise funds. Said, Madam, I want to raise funds for my church or my school. Shoo, shoo! He shooed her away. Go. Madam, sh- Madam shooed away the girl. Maybe pleasantly or unpleasantly, I don't know. Some months or so later, whether it's months or years or months later, this school girl was in her school when they heard it. Pow! So when they came down the hill, there was huh? 
accident. But she didn't even know who she was. Car accident. One dead, one dead. They were dead. The car. So, years later, huh? are you listening to what I'm saying? The husband who was in the car, but he didn't die. You know who he married? You know the end of the story. You know who he married? Shushu. He married Shushu. Shushu became his wife. Yeah. The one they shooed away was a wife. Real, I'm telling you a real story. It's not, I'm not making it up. If thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, enlightenment shall arise from another place. Merziziza. Zagazigi. Shoo. And you see, that is the thing. There are people that, today there are people who come to my office. Sometimes they come and they meet people there and say, no, you can't go in now. You have to go. Who are you? Do you know when we joined the church? We did this and that. Come on, clear away. And what they don't realize is that things have also changed. You get it? And the people that you don't respect and you feel that when did you join the church? They are also now doing their work and they have to do that work. You understand? And you've got, if they say stay out, you've got to stay out. They put us you are out, you are out. <laughs> what do you think? I said, what do you think? <laughs> Others are hungry. Others are thirsty. Others exist. Other sheep have I. Others need a shepherd just as you have needed a shepherd in your life that have helped you and stabilized your small, teeny, weeny, bitty life. God has stabilized your life with your pastor. You would have been crazy. Think about it. What philosophy would you have used in your life? What philosophy? What, 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 I mean, what principles would have guided your life? What, what, what ideas or ideologies would have guided you? Just your pastor preaching and teaching life. Your life has gone a certain way. Other sheep have I. There are other people who need to hear and who need to have pastors. To care for them and to love them. You know, people don't have love. Just somebody say, Are you alright? Everything okay? You okay? Okay, everything. People don't have anyone to love them. Sometimes even for the pastor to, to just hug somebody. You don't know what it means. People don't know what it means. One day I shook somebody's hand. She told me yes. She said that when you shook my hand, when I went home, I did not bath. I did not bath. <laughs> I did not bath. <laughs> In fact, I've had more than one person telling me that. Yeah, you may take it as nothing, but to the person, it's the greatest honor and blessing. 
The other day I met somebody, I gave the person a hug and I just went on. The person's beloved to himself, this is the person's greatest honor in the life. He sent me a message, I cannot bath because of this hug that I have received. I cannot wipe the handshake that I cannot, I will not bath and she did not bath and go to work. You don't know what it means. There are many people who don't have anybody who say, are you okay? Is everything alright? Nobody cares. Clear off to a world of whatever. They don't even ask you any question. Shoo. Shoo shoo. <laughs> other sheep, other people who want someone to look into your eyes and say, are you okay? Everything alright? It's okay, okay? It's okay. I mean, I, re- I always remember my wife, many times, I mean, she would not say anything, but she would say, oh, it's okay to be well. It really encourages me. You see, it really encourages me. I mean, sometimes there hasn't solved the problem at all. Some of you wives who have made yourself hard like stone, you have to know how to encourage. You understand? You say comforting things. It's okay to be well. God bless you, you know? Just something nice. Not just, eh, what is wrong with you? Just take your medicine and then you'll be Okay. <laughs> now i want to get to those sheep how many also feel that we should make contact with this sheep other sheep have we even in the north of nigeria other sheep have we in port harcourt other sheep in ibadan other sheep in africa other sheep in south america other sheep in europe other sheep are you saying something you want us to contact the other sheep want us to locate them and care for them too and love them and talk to them nicely okay everything most problem we can't solve but we can comfort you that's why i came to heal the broken hearted most of the healings are to the broken heart not to the broken legs to the broken heart okay it's all right okay as well, as well, as well. That's all. You'll be surprised that that thing is absent in this whole world. A stony, cold-hearted world. Merciless people. Wickedness. How many can sense how wicked and cold the world, the world is? If it were not for the church, we would go mad. I tell you, we would be mad, completely mad. You go mad. You go mad. And lose your mind. Turn with me to Luke chapter 4. Think about a God, our Savior and our King. He gave up everything. He gave up everything. Let's think about the one who shed his precious blood so we could be his friend, his friends until the end and gave up and praised him. He is our Savior and our friend. Live our love and praise to He is our Savior and our friend. 
Let's think about our Father's heart So right and true He's never given up Given up on me or you Let's think about our God Of love and mercy free He's washed us white as snow For all eternity And gave our love and praise to me He is our Savior We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. What's one thought of you? And all we can say is we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Just one thought of you. Never, never, 
que venan por mí y les tenga para God of love and mercy free he's washed as white as snow for all eternity and give our love and praise to him he is our savior and our friend let's give our love and praise to him he is our savior and our friend we love you lord when we love Just one thought of you and all we can say is to love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Just one thought of you and all we can say is think about our God, the Savior and Lucky, the one. Let's give our love and praise to Him. He is our Savior and our friend. Oh, let's think about our Father's heart so right and He's never given up, given up on me or you. Let's think about our God of love and mercy free. Washed as white as snow for all eternity, and give our love and praise to Him. He is our Savior and our friend. Let's give our love and praise to Him. He is our Savior and our friend. Now, when the sun was setting. That had any sick with diverse diseases brought them unto him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Verse 41. And devils, Luke chapter 4, verse 41. And devils also came out of many, crying out, saying, Thou art Christ, the Son of God. And in rebuking them, suffered them not to speak, for they knew that he was Christ. And when it was day, he departed and went into a desert place. And the people sought him and came unto him and stayed him. Everybody say, and stayed him, that he should not depart from them. And he said unto them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also. For therefore am I sent. Other cities need to hear about Jesus. Hallelujah. 
there are other cities apart from London. I said there are other cities. There are other countries apart from the UK. There are others. Others. He said, I must preach the gospel to the other cities. Huh? You see, as soon as you are not physically seeing, oh, you can sit down. As soon as you are not physically seeing somebody, you tend to forget about him. You see, what I want, when, I'll tell you something. Don't ever think somebody, you think you are important. No, but in your world, you are important. Are you not? You are a main person in your life, isn't it? You are, you are the main person in your life, isn't it? You're a very major person to yourself. Yeah. At least you are, you are the big person in your life. Yeah. Your, everything is important. But when I went to America, especially when I relate with some of these Americans and so on, we are, we are not, you see, we are not even in their thoughts at all, at all, at all, at all, at all. Pastor Paul, you were with me in Seattle. Is oh, you don't get it. We are not, we are not in their thoughts. In America, in Los Angeles, even among the black Americans, I mean, an African, I mean, it's, they even call, they just say Africa. It's like all of us together. It's Africa, Sudan. When they meet someone, do you, I know somebody in Sudan. You know, do you know somebody in Sudan? I don't know anybody in Sudan. <laughs> they think that the whole Africa is one big place, one big war zone. I saw one guy, he said to me, I've been to Kinshasa. Kinshasa or Kinshasa. And I was almost killed. So I don't I don't want I don't want to go to Africa, you know. <laughs> So you see, you you are you are not even considered in somebody's thoughts, huh? But Christ, you can see how important you are to yourself, and Christ died for you. So you must also realize that somebody is also very important, even though you are not seeing the person. Think it, think about it that way. What do you think? I said, What do you think? Yeah. Thank you. Huh? You are also nothing. Whenever I see white people, I immediately know in my head or say to myself that these people, they do not respect me and I don't blame them. Because all they know is what they see on television. They see us with flies, our children, you know. Yeah. A black person is seen as funny. That's it. You can't change it. But it's just as you also, somebody considers you to not even exist. You are also thinking of some people as not existing. Not important. Not worthy of your life. Not worthy of your time. Not worthy of sacrificing your future for. Huh? 
May God heal us all. What people are doing to us, we are, people are despising us. How many have sometimes felt you are despised in, in, here in, in, in England? In the same way, you also despise somebody. And you also disregard somebody. And you consider them to be nothing, not important. Huh? Is that not so? Yeah. But let's think about our God. Our Savior and our King. The one who gave it all. He gave it all for who? God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. Listen. John 3.16 talks about the greatest of everything. The greatest God. So loved. With the greatest love that exists. The whole world, the greatest number of people that he gave, the greatest gift, his only son, the greatest person, that whosoever, the greatest invitation, anybody, whoever, most parties, not whoever, most parties, you, the prince of this, the earl of this, this, but this one is whosoever believeth, the greatest simplicity, the simplest form of uh, invitation. Believeth in him should not perish the greatest escape, but have everlasting life, the greatest destination. Hallelujah. That is what the Lord Jesus did for us. And he gave this greatest love and this greatest gift to whosoever, not to a selected few. Or to a select few. He gave it to whosoever. This great love, this great gift, this great escape, this great destination. It was given to you and I. He gave it. He gave up everything. That's why I like this song. When I, when I, when I sing it on that, I can cry. You know? He's never given up. We are so far, even on this earth, we are not regarded. And yet it things about us and he will raise up a pastor who is a Nigerian to preach to us and Ghanaian who will preach to us and he will raise up somebody from everywhere black person, a white person a yellow person, a Chinese, Malaysian he will raise up somebody listen all ministry takes about 20 years for you to see where you are heading yeah don't plan to be in the ministry for less than 20 years you want to see something yeah, you got to be at it for about 20 years that is why you need to go for a long time and forever huh Natasha what do you think think you can survive for 20 years huh no you people I want you to be greater than your nationality the nationality that you are whether you are Ghanaian or whatever you are you see it's, it's a nationality of hungry survivors people seeking for things to get but God is raising you to a higher kind of life you, you people will wonder like, are you American or are you, well, you, know, you seem to have everything in the world that's why you came to die in this God forsaken place so no I love the Lord I give my life to him that's what I want to hear you understand not that oh, I'm from Ghana I'm looking for a job I'm trying to sort out certain no 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 Talk in a different way. The people want to use some rich. You are from some rich family. That's why you come to die in this 
God forsaking you and your family. No, we really love the Lord and we've given ourselves to Him to work for Him and to do whatever. That's that's what that's why we are here. That's why I said, Oh, really? You must come from a, a, a prince family or no. <laughs> the royal family. I've just said, Nobody, but I love the Lord. God has taken care of me. My father, when I said to him I was going to be a pastor, he told me, I want you to go to Oxford. He said, okay, do whatever you want to do. I cannot pay for it. From that time, I was on my own. But God has taken care of me. Now, when I sit on the plane, they give these souvenirs. You know, every time you go on... Uh, at a certain point, they will come and this. When they come, I say, I don't like it. I don't know where to keep it. I don't know where to keep all this. I have so many and I don't know how anywhere. They come and say, I don't like it. I've sat on your plane so many times. I have been all over and I'm still moving. I just landed today. Yesterday when we finished preaching Cologne, I didn't sleep. 2 a.m. We left. We had a meeting. Then we left. We drove to Amsterdam this morning. Flew in here. And then came here for this meeting. And I'm here talking with you. But I'm blessed. Amen. You are tired and I'm also tired. Can you imagine how about, how about me? Yeah? <laughs> Open the thing as the room has become hot again. When it's warm, people feel like sleeping. Isn't it? Brother John, what do you think? We're moving. We're going to make it. <laughs> Ura, uh, we're going to make it. It's working fully. Let's think about our God, Savior and our King. He gave, gave up everything. <laughs> so we could be his friend. His friends until the end and give our love and praise to He is our Savior. Gave our love.
next one is other brethren are in danger whilst we sit in the palace other brethren are in danger whilst we sit in the palace other brethren are in danger whilst we sit in the palace hallelujah Esther you know the story of Esther and the last one is other brethren need supplication prayer so what are the things we must know about the others number one is others exist number two is what huh think about others number three is what Huh? Others are hungry. Remember the story in Second Kings, isn't it? The four lepers. They were getting full, but others were hungry. Is that not so? The next one is what? Remember the story of who? The woman of Samaria. Is that not so? And then the next one is what? Others need a shepherd. Amen. Others need a shepherd. Jesus said, other sheep. Other sheep have I. Apart from these ones. What's the next one? Other cities need to hear the gospel. Amen. Is that not so? Alright. What's the next one? Other brethren are in danger whilst we sit in the palace is that not so Esther the next one is what other what supplication and prayer hallelujah amen now Great. Write this down. Selfishness. Selfishness. So we are we are treating a, a little different topic for now. Selfishness is the greatest deviation. the will of God. Amen. If you want to know whether you are out of the will of God, one of the ways you can know is by is by assessing how much you are doing for yourself and not for others. You understand? you want to know how much you are out of the will of God or in the will of God you can do that by looking at how much you are in his will. Amen. What time is breakfast tomorrow morning? Half past eight. Okay. Alright. So selfishness 
Okay, I just want to just introduce that and we are closing for tonight. We'll come back in the morning. And um, thinking about others is the key to defeating selfishness. Amen. That's a beautiful song, isn't it? It's a pity none of you could get the prize. I lined it up for you here. You were close. What did you say? Orders. Calling. Thinking about others. <laughs> Who was the closest? What did you have? Love. Yeah, love is not bad. Love is not bad. Uh huh. Huh? Invasion, no. Huh? Breakout, no. Breakout. Eugene, come for fifty of the pounds. <laughs> Take fifty of the Hey, praise God. I think It's a day of good tidings for you. (laughs) Who else was close? Jesus. Breakouts now. Impartation. Souls. We'll share the rest tomorrow. So now, if you get a telegram, the telegram says this. You'll understand it better now. Others are thirsty. Other sheep. Other other cities. I must go. If you get a telegram, others, think about them. 
know about it. They exist. How many will understand if you got a telegram? T for thirsty, H for hungry, E for exist. S for sheep, R for remember, O for others. Others thirsty, hungry, exist, remember, the sheep. Others. Telegram. You read it to them, so keep that. Keep it in your Bible. Don't forget one day when you see others. You got a telegram from your bishop. Gave you a telegram. Others. Everybody take a piece of paper. A little piece of paper like that. I have some here actually. I'm going to write a telegram to you. It's a cable. And I want you to keep it in your Bible. Will you keep it? Always remember others. Who's getting the first one? Coffee. Bring your pieces of paper because... Oh, oh no, everybody go back, please. We just need a team here. Think, think about others. You go back to your seats. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for your blessing. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Are you glad to be here this morning? Let's think about our God. Mm. And give our love and praise to Him. Amen. Are you ready to give your love to Him in your life? Ten years ago, my father died. Ten years ago. Exactly ten years ago. Not today, but two days ago. Ten years ago, today was the first Sunday we started a church in Zurich. Because I was in Zurich when my father died on Friday. I was organizing the very first service Sunday and about five people well ten years later I started churches in 
Jamaica and Trinidad and South America. I pray that 10 years from now we'll still be working. Still pressing on. At that time, Zurich looked very far. We didn't know anybody there. Huh? <laughs> but it's worked. We don't know how we'll get there, but we'll get there. What do you think? Huh? Think about others. You see, we had a church, a great church in Geneva. We're really, really blessed. But there were others. Others in Zurich. Amen. Amen. Others in Basel. Others in different places. Bern, Lausanne. Other sheep who are so happy to be part of the fold. Will you also go to the others whom we can't see now? And will we help those who are going if you are not going? Huh? Sometimes you see the way even pastors take their offerings. And now in the, our office in Accra, they are chatting the number of people that pay first and best in every church. And you should see. We don't even care. Do you see? But when we think about others, it will grow wild. Let's think about our God, our Savior, the one who gave it all, he gave up everything. Let's think about the man who shed his precious blood so we could be his friend, his friends until the end, and gave our love and praise to Let's give our love and praise to Him. He is our Savior and our friend. Think about our Father, the past so right. Never given up. He's never given up, given up on me or you. Let's think about our God of love. Mercy free is for all eternity, for all eternity, and give our love and praise to Him. He is our Savior and our friend. Oh, let's, let's give our love and praise to Him. He is our about our God. Let's think about our God, a Savior and our God, the man who shared it all. He gave up everything. Let's think about the man who shed his precious blood so we could be his friends, his friends until the end and gave 
life to God. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I never had certain thoughts like is it full time ministry or is it ministry or is it be a pastor or will you be employed by this or employed by that or it, it, that is not at all what I was thinking. So even for me today to be in a church and I'm paid do you understand? So that I, I, I'm paid to, to love God <laughs> To serve God. I mean, it's the highest form of blessing that I could ever have. That I'm doing what I want to do. Because as we are here, I feel that there are some of you who want to jump out of your skins and give your life to Him. How many feel that way? You want to jump out of your skin and give yourself to Him. Whatever. Whatever. I don't know. What what is it that there is to be done? I mean, what is it? It should be done. Do you understand? It should happen. It should happen in your life. Oh, please don't go down to your grave wondering why you didn't do what you wanted to do. Don't don't let that be your life. The end of your life. Marveling why you didn't. Because life is short. Death is all around. Death is everywhere. Death is part of life. You'll be surprised how some of us will die and leave others here. I tell you, it's a very wild thing. If you are young, you you will think everybody will live to to be 70. We'll all have our 70th birthdays, 80th birthdays together. You have your 80th birthday, you invite me. For your 80th birthday, I'll invite you for my 80th birthday. You invite me for your 70th birthday, for 65th birthday, and so on. It's not that's not how it is. That's, that's not how life is at all. Even at this stage, I can see it. As I can see, almost five young pastors that are, we have ended up burying. Yeah, five. And one day the Lord spoke to me and told me about the uh, pastors. And told me, not even, you know, long ago, I, I, I was reading through a book where I write some of these things down. And then I just came across it. And then I wrote it. I said that because 
their hearts are not with me. You see, you can serve God, but your heart is not with God. The Bible says, one of the kings of uh, Israel, the Joash or so, he served the Lord, but not with the right heart. You can serve God, but not with the right heart. Your heart is not with him. And you can actually be a lay person. Your heart is with God. You see, the, 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 the important thing is the heart. You understand what I'm saying? Your heart is with the man, with the man or with God. And he told me that some of, them, some of us are going to lose our lives because, because of that. Oh yeah. I mean, this is long ago. Because the heart Not that those people who are, who are dead or dying. But it's, you see, because we are a family, we are a body. It, 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 it's a message to all of us. Yeah, it's a message to all of us. We've just buried two more pastors. Or virtual pastors. One is a pastor, one is, one is on the list to, for me to announce. <laughs> the next week. He's gone. Look, don't associate and don't even be friends. Let me tell you, I'm giving, I'm speaking to you. Don't even make friends or even have such people in the church as your friends. People whose hearts are not fully with God. People whose lives are just based on selfishness. Move away from such groups. Move, separate yourself and flow with people who are sort of all out. They just want to jump out of their skin and then be with God or love God. These are your people. I'm telling you, in the church, it affects you greatly. When you look like an extremist, you, you always look fanatic. You know, you look somebody. What is, what is wrong with you? Why are you thinking this is not Christianity? It's too much. It's too extreme. It's too whatever. Change your friends. If you don't have... Look, that's how come Reverend Saki became my friend. Because I, I remember sitting with downstairs in the room. He had come to visit somebody. And I, I was talking with him. Then he was talking about how he wants to give himself to God. And he wanted to be a priest. And he wanted to evangelize and go to towns and villages. I became... I just saw immediately the heart this person had. is the same interest and heart that I have. That's how we became friends. We didn't go to the same school. We didn't go to the same school. We, we don't have the same background. We went to completely different schools. He was in the Cape Coast area and I was in I never saw him till I went to university. But then he became my closest friend. Why? Because I saw that the what the person wants is what I want. And gradually I drifted away from all other kinds of Christians. I'm not talking about sinners. I'm not talking about unbelievers. I'm talking about people in the church. Yeah, in the church. Don't let somebody spoil your calling. You love him dearly. Dearly. You love him so much that you cannot afford to have that love diluted. Because I'm telling you, when the doctor diagnoses you and tells you you are going to die, and when you find out that this is the last love, you see, one day you hear the announcement, ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching New Jerusalem International Airport. Will you please fasten your seat belts? And you know that we are. This is it. And that day happens when you go to the doctor, and the doctor tells you this and this and that, and you are going. 
You understand? Yeah. And when, when that happens, and fasting your sleep, we are landing. And you know, the, the, the pilot announced that, ladies and gentlemen, we have begun our descent. <clears throat> we have begun our descent into New Jerusalem International Airport. And then the plane starts to go down. You now know that you are on your last leg. That is when you look and you almost curse. This guy, he cursed the people who were with him. This Voltaire and those guys. When they come here, some of his friends say, Get out, you people. You have, you, have, you have cursed me. You have made me follow foolishness. Encouraged me and gave me fans as I was walking on the foolish road. And here I am. Tigers and monsters. Get out. Choose your friends well, oh. Choose your friends who are God is trying to cut you off. Choose the people. He said, This one wants to die for God. I've got one person who wants to die. That person becomes your friend. That's it. I'm telling you. And flow with that person. You call that person. You talk with that person. And gradually you find out that you, you start to flow. But you cannot flow. Look, I was preaching. One of my pastors. You know what he said about my preaching? He said that I am discouraging honest work. Yeah, when people are doing honest work, I'm creating a culture that will not let people. I mean, that, that is discouraging honest work. What does it mean? What does it mean by that? That's a good question. It's like as I'm encouraging people to do the work of God, it's like I'm actually discouraging people from doing honest work. Like I'm preaching about Pharaoh, I'm preaching about this, I'm preaching about that. It's like when somebody is working decent work and he's doing his decent job, you understand? It's like I'm saying this. I'm talking about I'm talking about lighthouse pastors. I'm talking about somebody who can get up and say to you, don't have a child. You don't have a husband. That's why you talk like that. That's why you talk about the work of God in that. I'm talking about lighthouse pastors. Some people who don't have husbands and don't have children will be the happiest in heaven. And they'll be happier that they didn't have children. You watch and see. Well, time will tell. And very soon. Whether you have a child or whether you have a husband or whether you have a car, whether you live in London or whether you live in whatever, it will not matter. When you die, you will not know where you are. I'm discouraging the, I'm a culture of honest work. Discouraging honest, hard working, just work. These are pastors who you have appointed as pastors. <laughs> oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? That is why I'm saying that even in the church, you have to find those that are like-minded and like-hearted. Do you understand? What is honest work? What is work? What do you mean by that? <laughs> what do you mean? We are encouraging we are encouraging people to work we are encouraging us to think of others and as we think of others you see so many of us are blessed you don't even know your life will not even be normal in spite of the jobs and so on that you have to put off for the church you will not be a normal person i'm telling you 
go to South Africa and see. Even now, our members there, now they are marrying. The last time I was there, somebody was getting married. They never used to marry. You just have sex. You can't find. Look, in South Africa, they give the children, eh, the parents, they give them injections, immunization for children. Do you understand? The contraceptive injection. Your, your child is 13 years old. Your father gives you injection every three months to prevent pregnancy. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm talking about immunization against pregnancy. <laughs> yeah. They know. I mean, it's like it's normal. Every three months you go for your job to keep you from becoming pregnant. It's normal. Sex what has the church done? We are encouraging people to work for him. Are we not encouraging people to go and make better lives of people's useless lives? The so-called honest work. Where has it taken us to? Culture of honest work. Where has the culture of honest work taken us to? Zigzag. Oh yes, I'm encouraging people to do the highest kind of work. And that's why I don't call everybody to come for the camp meeting. Because I know that not everybody can. See what I'm telling you, you don't have to, as soon as you come with a certain mind, my message has to change, to start explaining why. I went for a camp meeting and when I look at the people, you get it? When I look at the people, I have to start explaining so many things. <laughs> I never preach my message. I, I preach the explanation for the message throughout the whole meeting till I left. And I had to give the basis of life. Do you understand? So much to explain and give a background as to why I would have such a message. And then I never gave the message. <laughs> so I started by preaching. What is your life? What is life about? Do you understand? explain to the people that life is a vapor is this and is that and this and it's a short time that appears for a while and this and so much explanation so that I could tell the people about the others or something else I never got to it at the point I was preaching I was so bored I would be preaching and suddenly <sighs> serious I'll be preaching. I'm still preaching at a camp. I'll be preaching. I'll be bothered. So your life, you see, your life is a vapor. It this and that. Oh! I gave so many breaks. Because I have to explain to you about a culture of honest work. I prefer to hear my dogs back than to hear such rubbish. Are you listening to me? Yes. 
God is with us through our lives of giving our lives. You know, God is ministering to you one of the greatest secrets right now. Choose your friends and cut off the people that are not like mine. Cut them off. I'm telling you, it's a word from God. It's a word from the Lord. Cut them off from your life. I'm telling you. Cut them off from I'm talking about Christians. He said, do not be unequally yoked. There is no equality. Your mind is God, his work, his ministry, his will. Other people's mind are, they won't say, they will say, oh, if you ask, what's your thing? Say, oh, God, and this and that. But it's not so. By the action, you can see that that is not so. The first thing is money, living, how to be here, how to do well, how to make an honest culture of what? Honest work. A culture of, culture of honest work. What I'm doing is not honest work. In other words, what does it mean? It's like preaching is not honest work. <laughs> you see, you see that we see what it means. You see what it means in the end. It's like preaching is not honest work. And that's why, and, and we also have those underlying thoughts. That's why many of us wouldn't want to even be pastors or even ever be paid by a church or to work for a church because at the back of our mind, even though we haven't said it, some of these are aligning the back of our minds that it's not honest work. It's not real work. People who are not making it in life. It's like if you can't get married, you go and bury yourself on a mission field somewhere. Or if you can't have a child or some other problem that people perceive as a problem, go and bury yourself on a mission field somewhere. If there's some difficulties, so nobody will see you. But it's like if you are normal, if you are good, if you are okay, in the in the in the way people see okay and normal, and you are honest, and you have a culture of honest work. You have to stay here with a bright future, isn't it? If you have a bright future, stay around and do honest work. I was telling one of our pastors, I said, Pastor Andy, what do you have after all your years of working? Nothing. Nothing. When I come around, I say, everybody give me $2,000. Give me £2,000. You see, there will be a crisis. Nobody has it. What is the cult, what your so-called culture of honest work? Look, don't think about anything apart from that, how you really love him. And how you really want. Because he is everything. You see, man had only God at first. Do you understand? And then with the problems that we created for ourselves, now we said, okay, we now have a tree of information of good and evil. So we don't need God. Do you understand? So, all our problems started from that until the whole world will be bent down. You understand? But when you come to Christ, He brings you back to God. And you start to be fully enveloped by God. 
God starts to take over, retake your whole life. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. And that's all that happens. And the more you get soaked into God, the more God becomes everything for you. When all is said and done, and everyone is gone, Lord, you're really all I want. When the best the world has leaves me feeling.
Philippians chapter 2. How many have received your telegram? Everybody, take out your telegram. Take out your telegram. A culture of honest work. What does your telegram say? Others. Others. I don't know, you don't have a telegram. <laughs> Others. Just keep it in your Bible. Sometimes I like to keep certain slips of paper in my Bible. Sometimes when you see them, you remember certain things. Others. Yeah. You see, sometimes there are some things that happen and remind you of certain events. That's what, I, that's what I'm saying, that I remember when my father died. But it also reminds me what I was doing when he died. I was fasting. I had been fasting for some days. And I was alone praying, alone in a room praying. And I had a call that he was dead. You understand? I remember. Ten years later, I'm encouraging people, sending people going to the Caribbean, we are going to South America, we are going to do it and it's working the troops are landing one by one hallelujah 